0: I also greet everyone in Jesus' name this morning and I, uh, echo what Dave said there that it was, it's good for us to sit in and look at those things. They're pertinent issues that, uh, on finances and being honest and that kind of thing. And we need to remind it because we're human. I actually do thrill, uh, you know, we get a lot of people come in up there at work and they say, do any of your people do this or do that? Uh, I think there's a trust that you folks have established as an older generation here and as you current businessmen. And whether it's builders or whatever it is, loggers, there's a, there's a trust that, that the community has. And they often ask us, hey, do any of your people... And that's a good feeling. And yet we're human, and so we grapple with these things. What is fair? How do you deal with uh, unfair customer? And how do we not become unfair when we're a customer? And so these are pertinent things, and they uh, they change because of we're Christian. So they they change how we look at that. So. Glad to see the Shrocks back in town. They went out to the West Coast, and it's good to see them back here. And Phil Shrock family, welcome. Uh, Glad to see you folks here this morning. Uh, I'm thinking along the lines of teamwork this morning. Unity, if you will. Teamwork. In a couple weeks, I'm supposed to, Lord willing, go to a CAM uh, get-together, and one of my topics is teamwork, so I've been thinking about... About that. For the body is not one member, but many. Uh, Jesus' prayer for us this morning, uh, how it states is not for you, but everybody that comes after you, um, that they may be so unified here at Northwood that the world may believe. And there are so many things that we could argue about. Just so many things that people are arguing about today and we could dig in on one of them and we could, you know, churches have split for their thoughts on homeschooling or not homeschooling. And I'm so great, I'm so grateful we can embrace, uh, either train of thought there. I just appreciate that. We could, we could find things to disagree on, but, um, I don't know. I think I'm going to tell Cam. You know, you you teach me a lot more about teamwork than I can ever teach you. Um, they take my dad has instilled in me an appreciation for Christian Aid Ministries. And one of the things that he appreciated and therefore now I uh, so much appreciate is how Cam team Cam could work across party lines and not get caught in the gears too often. They're people, they're not perfect, they make mistakes. But they they were able to for 20, 30, 40 years or however long it's been to work across the different uh, groups that we have, even represented here this morning. We have uh, quite a few different groups represented. And, uh, you know, when you go to a CAM uh, work and so forth, uh, a, a bigger project that they go on, they might have 30, 40, 50 different groups represented in that team there. And a lot of those, if not most of those teams wouldn't exchange pulpits at home. They wouldn't work together too much. They respect each other, uh, but they, they would find it, but there's, you know, we all have our own culture and custom and tradition and practice. And we're company men and we, we are settled in our way and we don't talk to the guy next, the working next to us, and try to convince him that our way is the only way. But we're all in a row there working, and I somehow think that we're closer to God than when we're grappling and fighting over party lines and, and the things that we're human and that we intend uh, that we tend to do. But I, I appreciate, and it's because. We're there as different people. We have different likes. We have different looks. And we're there as different people, but we have one goal. We have the same goal. We look a little different, but we're working the guy that, that's working beside us along the Jericho Road and that guy that's working on the other side of us. We have the same goal to help somebody along that Jericho Road there. And you know, Marlon Schrock's here and he would know better than anybody. He's been involved in it a long time. The vans, uh, uh, something happens and a rapid response goes out. Stuff, the wheels come off. And you know, one of my thoughts is, I think there's Christians, you all here, and Christians are going to find places to grab a hold as society loses its grip in places that isn't just storm and places that we didn't imagine in the past but we got a big thing going down there and the bus pulls in or the vans pull in and you have construction workers coming out of the van and construction workers can do stuff they can do a lot of stuff and you have a bunch of youth coming out of that van some of them are dedicated couple of them are struggling with the questions of life, uh, hanging on, but a little wobbly maybe. They come out of that van or off of that bus. You have a successful businessman walks out of that bus, and he ends up laying in under somebody's house doing stuff that he would never do for himself. At home, he would fix it with a gallon of gas and matches. And here he's doing something that he would never do. And you have a store clerk that knows very little about rebuilding stuff. You have truck drivers, kind of soft, not using, not used to working a real job, you know. Just <laughs> you have farmers that can do absolutely anything half right. And you have a pastor comes off of the bus and when they find that out, they say, you stand over there. (laughs) And then you have Phil and Marlon and these people taking that group. They're from different churches. They're from different conferences. They don't share much at home. They live 10 miles apart or 20 miles apart. They're down there and they have one goal. And that's helped people along the road to Jericho that desperately need their help. And I somehow think we're closer to God. It might be better for our soul. Sometimes when you help a person that's really in need, something happens in here. When it's not for you, and it's not for your showing off and helping your neighbor here in church, but it's somebody that really needs help. Something happens in here. This is a team. And that's what they do and, but got me thinking about it. You know, down there at Bluntstown, when that their storm happened, there was nothing in the churchyard there when they started, no, nothing and no electric and then pretty soon started, people started coming in and more people started coming in. And we almost cried when the generator came and things started coming together. And the first morning under the pavilion, you had the guy that was in charge, I forget what they're called, the people that are in charge pulling together, have a, a big list of people that want to be first, that have desperate needs, that they have to sort through and figure out which of these people are going to be first. And then we were sat in under the pavilion and the guy came out and this wasn't his regular job. He dropped whatever he was doing and this was his team. You have about 20 people. Most of them he didn't know. And this was what he was supposed to work with. And they had devotions and they had... And then he said, you know, okay, now put yourself in his position, employers... You're working with all new people. Some people know how to work, some people don't. Some people don't know how to work this way here. And this is a little bit, and so he's going to start sorting things out. And somebody gave the use of uh, five or six skid loaders with grapples on. Desperately needed them. So his first question was to get them guys going. And his first question was I just remember I can see him and I don't even know who it was Phil I, I forget who it was there but he said Okay Can anybody here run a skid steer? And he said I don't mean that you can go like this and you can go like this go front and back Can anybody here really run a skid steer? And under that pressure I would have said no uh, but there was a half a dozen people or more said, yeah, I can run it. I can run. I'm fluent on a skid steer. He picked them out and put them on the skid steers. Took them a couple minutes to get used to that particular flavor skid steer. And they were up and running. And it was a, a team that didn't have much in common, had a lot of varied thoughts on homeschooling, possibly. Or any other subject. But here you had a team... There was a real team, and their goal, their whole goal was to help the people around Bluntstown. And it worked. It just absolutely worked. The power of unity, the power of teamwork is amazing. Teamwork is not necessarily a likeness. But to have a common goal to help, you know, I brag up on our team here at Northwoods. I brag on our ministry team sometimes, and I know they hate it, but that's not the only reason I do it. Uh, they all have their they all have their gifts and they all have their And as I look at Dave, he has a heart of compassion. He hears from a heart level and he understands what you're going through. And as I look at Eric, he's faithful and solid and predictable and his roots go down in the earth. You know where Eric's going to be and you can trust that he's going to be solid. And I look at Todd's thinking, oh boy, what's he going to come up with? (laughs) Look at Todd. And I appreciate so much how he is willing and able and tilts forward in using all the gifts that we have in the uh, congregation. Uh, Wayne Gretzky uh, was a good hockey player. And everybody uh, knows that knows something about hockey, and I don't much, but knows of Wayne Gretzky. And he wasn't, uh, what he was famous for was making things happen. And the place behind the goal, he referred to as his office. And from his office, he could see who's in, in position, and who's equipped, and who's capable. And he could make plays happen from behind the goal. And I appreciate that about Northwoods. That we, that we can see other people being used and see other people and we can rally and we can have that kind of unity. But we kind of, kind of remind ourselves because we're human and we forget the power of teamwork. How much power there is in teamwork and unity. And how Jesus said, Boy, let them be so unified at Northwoods that people believe in me because of how unified they are. Uh, we can do a lot of work, but unity, our lack of unity, is so powerful in a marriage, in a church, in an organization. And it's good. It's uh, the power of teamwork. Uh, we're better together. Unity. It's that way for good or bad. We're seeing in today's world. If you have unity around a, a bad, bad ideas. Uh, in in the Bible, the Tower of Babel. There, God said, "Look, the people are united, and they all speak the same language. After this, nothing they set out to do will be impossible for them." And, you know, I just look at things that I didn't think would happen in our day. And one of them is school and college curriculum. The premise that they think about life and what has been a concentrated effort. And so all the schools have it and it's passed on from uh, a government level. So there's a lot of flawed thinking in the schools and colleges across America. And it's affecting, you're looking at a world where that's, that's the truth. But I, I think about how the unity that they displayed on, let's have this be the goal. And I think about how that has changed the landscape. Unity works. Teamwork works and is powerful, whether it's used for the good or the bad. Nature teaches us a lot about, uh, amazing teamwork. The redwood trees we look at, the most, the highest tree in the world, 300 feet, yet their roots only go like 6 feet deep, but their roots go way out and they go against the next tree and they grow together and they entangle and they grow together. And so storms come up and a 300 foot tall tree can stand there with only six feet deep roots, but it's going out, and they're holding hands in underground there, and they're growing together, and it gives it the stability that. All uh, right, geese, and we used this already. These are old stories, but they're worth thinking about again. Geese that they take turns. They have a V, and they fly in that V, and they tested it somehow, and there's forty percent more effort with that lead goose and so what they do is take that lead goose and put him in the back and he drifts along after a while but the working together how much uh, wind, how less wind they use by working together and horses, you heard the often heard the thought of horses but I'm amazed by it one horse pulls whatever, 8,000 pounds two horses pull uh uh, same uh, two horses that can pull 8,000 pounds by themselves, but you put them together and they can pull much more than that. Much more than double of what they can by themselves. Ecclesiastes says two are better than one and a three-fold cord is not quickly broken. Old stories, but they remind us how powerful working together is. Synergy the cooperation of two or more to produce the combined effort greater than the sum of their separate efforts and in a marriage that's especially true but in, in churches and in businesses teamwork and and lack of teamwork really show a difference there's a guy that did research on chickens I don't know if you read his research Bill Maher William Marr, uh, and he was with uh, Purdue University. And Purdue University there, they have a lot of chicken farms and that kind of thing, and so there, there's a lot of studying there. One of the things with chickens is they start pecking at each other. And so to make this work, big farms have to cut their beak off a little bit. Uh, just to Top part of it, and they just use a hot wire or pliers, or now they use a little machine. And they keep, they do that to keep them from pecking at each other or fighting. And, uh, so they did research. It's not very comfortable for the chickens, and it's not very good job for the guy that does it. And so they tried to say, okay, can we breed chickens that will be different, that won't fight? So we don't have to cut their their beaks off, and so they quit fighting. And so, they determined that the ones who fight are the ones that lay the most eggs. They are kind of the aggressive guys. The successful guys become the heroes, and they're kind of the aggressive guys. So what he was doing was taking a couple of uh, a couple of generations of chickens however long that is, I think a a, a year or so was the research. But he said, why don't we try to take all these chickens that are middle-of-the-line producers and let's put them, a couple dozen in this pen, and let's take all the super chickens, uh, all the aggressive ones, and put them in this pen over here. And so at the end of his thing, uh, what do you think the research showed there? Well, so at the end of his thing, uh, the medium chickens were producing heavier than they did and they all were happy and they were all producing good and they all uh, lived happily ever after. The aggressive chickens, the top producers, picked on each other and killed each other and there was only three left. Uh, at the end of so those were the happy chickens and you can't see this very good nice they still have their feathers and I'm in my mind thinking of churches here and these here three don't have many feathers left they're down to their skin I think there's a lesson that we can learn from that there the power of working together are the power at picking at each other Uh, the power of teamwork is absolutely amazing in a marriage uh, in a church in a business in a school I I don't think the power of unity or teamwork can be overstated Uh, and it's not that we can't fight about something I think any marriage or any church group, if you will, Northwood's here, we could find a lot of things to fight about. I'm so grateful that we have the unity that we can talk about subjects that are difficult and say the hard things and influence each other, but that there's not ultimatums where we say, okay, if you don't agree with me on homeschooling, I'm out of here. If you don't agree with me that you got to go to school, I'm out of here. I'm trying to get you to think, guys. There are battles. I'm not talking about sin. But there are battles that are important that any one of us would die for. But there are so many other ones that aren't worth splitting for, whether it comes to a marriage or whether it comes to a church they're just not worth it so it's it's uh good to think about teamwork what what is uh what is team what does it mean a couple of uh enemies are uh barriers to teamwork and one of them is defensiveness uh i think defensiveness is a, a real uh Downer when it comes to trying to all be on the same team. Uh, and it, and it comes out, it can come out like this. And if this isn't you, you might find another way to, to come out, but withdrawing into deep silence, or all or nothing thinking, or playing poor me, or sarcasm, or rigidity, or blaming, or shaming others, or preaching, or trivializing are always wanting to be right or a sudden drop in IQ. I think defensiveness fights against teamwork. If if uh if you say, Well, I'm not really defensive, then I rest my case. Just ask your family. I, I found that families are in remarkably willing to help you see your defensiveness. Um it, but i think defensiveness is one of those things that uh if you're trying to build a team trying to build a marriage defensiveness is one of those things that has uh, fights against it or is a barrier to teamwork or unity and i'm interchanging those words i hope that is correct if somebody has a correction on that you can you can share that but i feel there's a lot of the same um the same implications on teamwork or unity I think another thing that fights against teamwork in a church or a marriage is lack of shared purpose uh, unclear goals you know in hockey it's pretty clear in hockey the goal is the puck in the net that's that's what that's what, it's pretty clear. It either was in the net or it wasn't. That's a clear goal. And a chicken farmer's goals are eggs to market. That's, that's what makes it, that's what he's trying to do. A businessman's goals, you know, is profit. Now, there can be a lot of goals, side goals, and other things you, you do, but if you don't have profit in a business, it's very temporary. Uh, There's, uh, there's, there's gotta be profit in a business. At Team Cam, the goal is to help those beside him. At Northwood Mennonite Church, what equals the goal? If we could state it and boil it down so that we can all work in the same direction, and I'm gonna let that open for you. You're, you're smarter people than I am and some, one of you can answer that. But if in hockey the goal is the puck in the net, what is the goal at Northwoods Mennonite Church? If you can put it in a sentence, what would be that goal? I think another a real detriment to teamwork or unity is unresolved conflict. And it's so easy to have, you know. We're we're all human, and, and unresolved conflict just uh, stops things, and you can't get beyond that until you until you work through those details. We have a couple of uh, really good shops way out of this area, and they are awesome people. They're Christian people. Uh, they're very conservative uh, Amish group, and I admire. Them and their family, and I just appreciate uh, so much about them. They have uh, they have been Christian through the 15 or more years that we worked with with them there. There was just a little bump um, brought on by too much pressure, too much volume, and putting out more than they could, you know, uh, more loads, if you will, than. than than you could and so that had caused a little bit of uh, friction and so when they sat down though and they got to the place where they could say the hard things well I thought you were going to do this or I thought you said that in a gentle voice Uh, and then we were sitting around in one of the warehouses one of the shops there and sitting in a circle and and they were sharing from the heart the hard things to say but what about this but it was in a calm voice and I was amazed on how that healed so much that we had been working with for uh, a couple months up prior to that if we as men or ladies or husbands or wives can sit down and be honest with each other and say well here's how I was thinking how do you see it different and then from there the the three shops involved got in a little group and started talking Dutch in again a gentle way and I think in Dutch you can heal things better than you can in English maybe but we came away from there and everybody it felt like we were all on the same team it felt like Things got resolved. But I think unresolved conflict really stands in the way of unity uh, in any organization, but especially a church, I think. Because you take what you feel he owes you over here and you take it to every one of his responses. And you're uneasy with anything he comes up with pretty soon, him or her. And yet, if you sit down and say, "Okay, here's, here's, uh, let's talk about this," and uh, and and if you can resolve conflict at that level, it is so worth um, whatever you can do, whether it be a marriage or whether it be uh, a farm or whether it be a business teamwork. There's a couple of words here that I was thinking of. Teamwork, unity, harmony, and synergy. And here's another list. Divorce, church split, litigation, separation. You know, as a Christian, we put up with so many heartaches because we're unwilling to be honest with one another and resolve some things. In closing, (coughs) teamwork. We encourage each other. We inspire each other. We motivate each other. We support each other. We lift each other up. Jesus, again, in his prayer said to Northwoods Mennonite Church, May they experience such perfect unity that the world will know that you sent me that Jesus came to this earth because of that reason people become believers because they see what's in your marriage what's in your church what's in your business what's in your way of communicating to one another the gentleness with which you support each other and encourage each other makes believers out of people according to Jesus' prayer Man, we can do so much more working together than we can insisting that we're right individually. I'm so grateful for what we have here, but we can't take it for granted. Uh, we've been blessed here, and we can't take it for granted because we're human and we forget, and we respond wrong, and we need to backtrack, and we need to fix stuff and so we can't take it for granted. So remind us, dear Lord. Let's bow our heads for prayer. (coughs) Lord, sometimes we have a critical spirit. We accuse and condemn and we gossip and we discourage. Forgive us, Lord, where we fail in this area and give us the spirit of unity. Help us to to encourage and inspire and to motivate and support one another. Help us to lift each other up, Lord. Give us a vision of what can be accomplished in your name with unity. Help us to be builders and team players in Jesus' name. Amen.